BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and on this episode I got with me Julie Wolf. Julie, um, I know you've been on a few times, but this is the first time you've been on with me, so you tell me a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Mike. So about me, <laughs> I uh, just we just recently launched the Phoenix Race brand, and it is. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that. But about me personally, I'm a mom of two, um, autistic son who's 16, and um, super spunky little girl who's nine, and I have a bonus baby uh, who's 10. That keeps my plate pretty full. Outside of that, um, I enjoy fitness at the gym. Of course, obstacle course racing is um, my passion and my love, and I have a marketing background as a as a career. Nice, nice. So, what brought you to OCR? I'm sure they've covered this on the other ones, but I, I I'm curious and always want to hear everyone's story. Everyone always has a little bit different way. Usually, it was being tricked. Most of us were tricked. In, hey, let's go do this run. That sounds great. And then all of a sudden, we get stuck with it forever because we love it. So, so what what got yeah. you into this? It was very similar, uh, just like most people. I've got a story for OCR, but um, I had uh, was going through a divorce and started working out again, as every you know middle aged going through a divorce woman does. <laughs> and uh, one of the trainers at the gym said, "Hey, I want you to sign up for the Spartan race," and you know his word was gold, so I did it. Yeah. And I got home and, and Googled what a Spartan race was and, and called him and said, I, "I can't do this. I mean, that's not something I can do." Um, so he said, oh, you'll be fine. You know, I, I'll be with you every step of the way. If I've got to carry you through it, we'll do it. So we lined up um, that cold December morning in 2016 in Atlanta. It was spitting snow, um, just a rain, snow mix. It was miserable. I was crying. I was positive I was going to die. And after that, um, about the first mile, he left me. So I was, I was, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I did have an awesome tribe of people that stayed with me though. So uh, finished that race and could not wait to sign up for the next one. And uh, never did I ever in a million years think I would go from that start line in tears to running an ultra in 18 months. I mean, it was just a whirlwind of um, falling in love with OCR, the sport as a whole. See, you know, I have friends that could probably say that exact same story with me convincing him to do it. Like, you can do this. I'll be with you the whole step away. But I normally don't leave him. So <laughs> He did. <laughs> and that's that was our one and only race together. <laughs> stay with people. Stay with them. And that's that, that's been actually one of the things that a lot of people have been worried about. Over the last year, I, I've upped my fitness quite a bit. Um, I've dropped almost 100 pounds. And um, wow. so a lot of my friends are like, you're, you're not going to stay with us anymore because you're so much faster than you are. I'm like, yeah. I might be, you know, sometimes, but if we start a race as a team, we, we, we race as a team. So we go at your pace, right? you know, and that's kind of thing that, you know, is, is one of those things. I've got a couple of races I'm going to do where I'm going to do the competitive or, or elite where I am out there just for me, you know, just to go against myself. And that's yeah. a completely different race. than when you go with friends, you go with friends, it's like, we're, we're finishing this. I've been out on the course for 12 and a half hours with someone who was hurt just because they <sighs> want to keep going. And we just kept slogging our way through it to make sure that they could finish. And, you know, that's to me is a better feeling than, than, you know, mm -hmm. coming in first. I would rather have the feeling of, Definitely. you know, I got you through this. 
than anything else. I had my quick stint at running age group and uh, I didn't enjoy it because it wasn't the camaraderie of the team wasn't there. So I enjoy running with the team more so than anything. I, I do most of the time, but it's kind of one of those things I want to, because there's a couple of races I usually go to where the group doesn't go with me. So I'm usually the only one there. So I race the, I'll race those ones. I want to try racing those ones, like in the competitive or age group, mm-hmm. just, just to see where I'm at. Right. Like when I go out and I do a run around here where I'm just going to go run a half marathon because, which I never thought I'd be the guy like, I think I'm just going to go run a half marathon today because why not? And those ones when I'm out by myself, that's when I'll push myself and really go see, you know, see what I can get for, for time. But if I'm with friends, it could take us six hours. I don't care. You know, I'm just out there to have fun yeah. friends and enjoy myself. So it's two different styles, you know, but I definitely mm-hmm. prefer the, the, the team, the team style. So that's, that's, right. the one. and I definitely look forward to this year. This is going to be, I'm hoping there's some live races and that mean that the beast net crew can get out there and run some of these. So I just got a more heart than scars Jersey to wear for, for some races and Don's talking about getting some beast net jerseys and stuff like that. So, you know, represent the the teams that mean something to me and that are important. All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James safety services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services Wall and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. Now we've kind of talked about met each other a little bit. And now tell me a little bit about these races. I've heard quite a bit and, and I'm really, <laughs> I, I, I love the evolution of OCR. You know, we all kind of started with running and then we kind of stepped into the OCR and we know all the big brands that are out there and the cookie cutters. And, you know, these are, you know what you're getting with, but I like the evolution. I like seeing what the, the next, the next step in OCR is. I've seen a couple of them that have just amazed me. And some of the stuff I've heard about your, your, the way your brain works a lot like ours and just the, the evolution. And I want to hear more about what we got going, coming forward on this. So the Phoenix was kind of born out of um, Jason and I formed a, a um, perfect partnership where he's a master carpenter and I'm a marketing and operations whiz. So it worked out very well for us to partner together to put on events. And um, for the past few years, we've been contractors to other race brands and uh, that we didn't own. We were just um, contractors. And after doing that for a little while, uh, one of the brands that we contract with said, Hey, you know, let, let's, let's, let's do something different here. So, um, that's, that's when the Phoenix was born and we, um, started, started our own series. Jason has a very sadistic obstacle (laughs) design and course layout. Uh, you know, we were looking at a, we looked at a venue today, as a matter of fact, and I could see the wheels turning, you know, as we're slopping through mud, freezing to death, you know, he, he's very innovative and, and our courses are innovative in the fact that, you know, you may come to an event in Georgia and then a month later go to an event in Mississippi and where the same obstacle skeleton or bones will be there. The obstacle is completely different and utilizes a totally different skill set of what they had been using um, on the obstacle before. So that does provide a good 
bit of uh, variation to our course. Um, we've added some new obstacles. We've added, um, we have the kids event. Uh, we have an adaptive series that um, you mentioned more art than scars. Joey McGlamory is our uh, adaptive director. So he is taking care of all the um, adaptive athletes, their groups and their squads. But as far as myself as a race director and what I see from the Phoenix is I, I love OCR. I love all races and all brands. I've ran hundreds of events and I've never had a bad experience at, at any OCR. And I want to grow the sport as a whole, not just my brand, but, you know, and as you browse through our website, you'll see pictures of our pro team on Spartan podiums, or I think there's several Savage. I love those brands as well. So I want to just draw people out to an OCR, give them the experience and let them feel the passion that I feel for it and keep coming and, and keep going back. Um, you know, I've told several people this, if, if you're, um, you know, if, if you're a beer drinker, you go to the store and you got your brand of beer that you drink, period, yeah. or your brand of soda or whatever. That's typically your favorite. That's what you're going to buy. But it's not that way in OCR. Once you, yeah. you may have, your favorite brand, but you don't just run that brand. So you, you know, we want to promote and we've invited, you know, at our festival, we've invited other brands to come and promote their race. We try to work around everybody's schedule, which is very hard to do. Thanks to Russ and OCA, our buddy, it makes it a little easier, but um, it's we very hard to work around. Yes. We, I love him. You know, I want people to come out. I want them to fall in love with the sport. I want them to have a good time at our festival. I want them to leave feeling like, um, you know, they've just killed it. And we also, another goal that we have is to provide one course that both is doable for a new person, but challenging for an elite racer. That's difficult to do as well, but that is definitely something that um, we pride ourselves on doing. We're looking at all kinds of different ways to be able to improve on that aspect of it. So there's just so much, so much excitement going on with the Phoenix race. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, like I said, I, I like you, you nailed it on the head. It's one of those. I love OCR. Do I have my, my brands that I enjoy, you know, more than some of the others? Yes. Um, but at the same time, it's, you keep doing the same brand over and over again. It can get stale. It can get yes. to a point where you stop enjoying it so much. So that's why it's good to have all these other ones and to promote other brands because everyone looks at it a little bit different. You know, I mean, a Spartan race compared to one of the local races is completely different. You know, there's a couple local ones that I've done around here that are completely different. Um, I did one not too long ago that they incorporated shooting into it. There was lifting and shooting, and then we ran an obstacle course. So it's like you did all this lifting, smoked your legs and your arms, then went through an axe, shot a gun, and then ran an obstacle course. It's like, whoa. Wow. So it was a whole different aspect. And that's why it's so cool to see all these different ones come out there, the different ideas. And I love the fact that you you have an adaptive. It's not one of those ones where you hear a lot where people will have to contact the the contact and say, what do you have, are we okay to do adaptive, especially right now with the COVID and, you know, can we do this as a team and to deal with an adaptive where you're like, no, we're actually going to design this and have an adaptive thought in mind for the, you know, the adaption of it. So I love that. That's been very important to me and Jason um, when putting on these races, our very first race was um, co-sponsored by a hospital and a children's um, 
hospital and children's institute that caters to children with special needs. So we had a, our kids course was a side-by-side course. So you had um, your typical course and you had a course where a wheelchair could go through. And that was one of the coolest things just to see, you know, the course yeah. come to, to completion and those kids have a great time. And uh, it, it really, really speaks to your heart when you see those kids get that medal. They get really excited. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things that I have friends that have, you know, adaptive children and some, you know, have friends that are adaptive and it's really cool for them to be included. Um, so many races mm-hmm. kind of include them or, you know, do whatever, but they, they don't, you know, to see a race go out of their way to include, you know, specifically include adaptive aspir- athletes is, is an awesome. That's amazing. So where, where are your events? Right now, we're in uh, Mississippi. We have three events scattered across Georgia, uh, one in Tennessee and one coming in Ohio. That is uh, a brand new brand new one that we're pretty excited about. I can't really talk a whole lot about it because we haven't, um, we haven't inked the deal. But um, we met the guys last night that own the property. Love them. They're awesome. And so we're pretty stoked to, to get up there and um, get out on some side-by-sides and tour the property and, and sign some paperwork because that is uh, – we're pumped about going up, up a little you further north. You need to come farther north and west. Oh. <laughs> hey, I, I, I am game. Trust me. <laughs> it's difficult. Um, you know, it, last year I held three events and um, very successful, non, no COVID cases. One of our events in Georgia, we had, I think, 860 something registrations. So, um, you know, we had a lot of people in, in a small space, um, so to speak. I mean, it's, our festival area was very spread out. And we followed all kinds of protocols. I mean, our, our corporate sponsor was a hospital. Uh, we were checking temperatures and staying six feet apart. And, um, you know, masks were recommended and optional. Nobody wore them, which that's, you know, uh, that's personal preference in my opinion. Mm. So we're not mandated here. So, um, but finding venues has been difficult. I will say for sure. Uh, we're looking at mainly private properties is what we're um, hosting in for the most part. We do have two events that are um, on city property but um one of them we hosted in october of this past year so they've assured us there's there's no no worries there um but you know what the and the reason we're looking for those private properties is we don't want to have a bunch of registrations and then have to go back to them and say yeah we've canceled i mean there's nothing worse than that as a racer to hear sorry but it's not happening <laughs> you know um so it was very important to us to make sure that we formed relationships with venues that we knew we wouldn't have a problem going into and getting closer to the event. Yeah, which is good. I know that's been the the, the <clears throat> tough part about this last year was I I was signed up for a lot of events. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, they all got canceled. All of our trips got canceled. You know, all this stuff that we had in this year, getting everything, you know, re-signing up for stuff and, you know, doing travel and setting it all up. And you're like, do I really want to go through all this? They're just going to shut it down. You know, but then it's like, but then if they don't shut it down, but then you get your hopes up. It's been, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, it's been, you know, a definite roller coaster on trying to, to do all this stuff, but you know, you can't let it get you down. I mean, it's just one of those things, you know, doing horse races makes you think if they throw an obstacle in front of me, I need to find a way to get around it 
or get over it or yep. get through it. So that's pretty much what 2020 became. It became, you know, the, the true test of an obstacle course racer. How many obstacles can we throw at you? And how can you get, you know, coming through on the other side? Yeah. It was the true test for directors too. I'm telling you, we had, we didn't cancel anything. We had uh, two postponed and, um, but we postponed them to later in the year. We didn't postpone them. They happened last year. We had one that four weeks before the event, we had to change states, but hey, it, it worked out. You know, we're, we're on, this, on the state line from Tennessee and Georgia. So we went from Tennessee 30 minutes south to Georgia and hosted the event on private property. And the Mississippi event we um, contracted with, the, we postponed from July to October. Three days before the event, a hurricane's coming. We have to postpone for that. So we postponed six weeks and uh, tore that course down and had to put it right back up. So that sucked. But hey, you know, it's just another obstacle and and we did overcome it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got the, I've had the hurricane one. I, I was in Hawaii during the hurricane in what, 18? Oh um, man. And that was one where I took a shot. I'm like, the races might happen. I'm going anyway. Showed up like the, the cancellation email basically came through while I was on the flight. Oh, so when I got there, yeah. and I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm still in Hawaii. Who cares? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, that's not the worst place in the world yeah. to be. It wasn't the worst place to be. I mean, even during a hurricane, everyone's like, how bad is it? I'm like, it's a Tuesday in Washington. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so we, we are looking to hopefully add uh, at least... We, we would like to shoot to have nine events this year. Uh, we've got seven right now. Registration's open for five. Uh, the other two are scheduled, but no, registration is not open just yet. And um, so we're, we're hoping to get two more on the books to have nine to round out a, a good year as our first year as a full brand. Um, we have uh, some a great ambassador team. You'll see um, their, their codes start on... Two one so February first. I'm sure you'll see they're them plastered all over Facebook. Probably. But we, yes, we've got a great ambassador team, a great pro team. Um, you know, I'm just I I couldn't be more excited about the group of people we've got to support us. It's it's going to be an amazing year. That's one of those that I'm so looking forward to this year and hoping that there's so many races. The first race I'm supposed to do is next month. Um, then a couple more in March. So I'm already signed up for a whole bunch of races now. I've got to look to see when your guys are because I may need to, to get down to the south and take a look at a few things. That's right. That's right. You need to for sure. Well, you know, um, you gotta kind of look around. I mean, me and the, the the wife have been talking about in 2022. We haven't said a whole lot, but we're, we're thinking of moving south. So hey, and by south I mean south. So <laughs> Washington, but yeah. I don't blame you, for sure. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. Well, we kick our season off in six weeks. March 13th is our first first event and um, I think if anybody's watched this far I, I owe them a, a glimpse at what we finished today this is nobody's seen this yet outside of our team so this will be exciting oh and you'd know I'd mess that up oh it happens all right Can you get a glimpse of that oh that's nice I like that Isn't that pretty that's a, metal. Yes. That's a really nice metal so. we're really excited about that bad boy
<laughs> that's a nice one. I like that. So I, I like the Phoenix emblem. That's been one of the ones I've seen a couple other, you know, the, that Phoenix emblem. It, it seems to be one that a lot of people like because okay. it really is. I think a lot of us in OCR, you, you meet us and the whole Phoenix thought of, you know, rising from the ashes is, you know, something I think a lot of us have done. You talk to a lot of people in OCR, we have a history that we've stepped away from. You know, like I said, I was 285 pounds a year ago, you know, and I've, you know, risen up from that. And now I'm, you know, you know, in good shape running again and everything else. And I think most OCR people, you can talk to about that. So I think that Phoenix really, it, it, it speaks to most of us. So I, I like that. Definitely. Yeah. It was our um, OCR addicts was our original team. And mm-hmm. we had, um, I, I should have something around here with the addicts logo on it. <laughs> Not right. At, I don't have anything in my hand, but um, we had a, a Phoenix as our uh, logo. So mm-hmm. for the race team, so it was just kind of natural when we decided to launch the brand. Um, we toyed around with calling it the OCR addicts race, but that didn't really have a ring to it. So yeah. that's why we kind of um, built the, um, the logo me, around our bird, the, um, the logo of, which is on my shirt that this is the head of our bird from our, Oh, here's, here's a, a quick pick. You can see that on our legend born jerseys. Yep. That's our bird. So that's kind of how the, the name came about um, for the race brand and, and the logo came about for our race team because so many of us, when we uh, put the race team together, so many of us were going through something uh, that we were rising from and obstacle course racing was a way for us to, in our minds at that point we thought we were just getting away from the world from the world and our problems but in reality it was showing us that hey you're overcoming this on the course apply that in your life and you can overcome anything and i love to to tell stories of overcoming i was just talking to my social team and one of the things that we're gonna do is do a um a rise up wednesday and feature stories of overcoming on our um, social media pages and how different people have, have overcome challenges through OCR. So that's, that's another aspect of it. I'm excited about. Yeah. I mean, like I said, a lot of people have, I mean, you hear a lot of stories of, like you said, you know, you were working out and everything else to get over, you know, get through a divorce. Um, I've heard that. I've heard cases of people, you know, getting through addiction by using OCR and mm-hmm. working out, you know, for me, it's, you know, it was something I did for a long time, trying to get out of my own mental, you know, mind space. Um, and finally, this last year, I kind of snapped out of it, you know, it snapped right, you know, into the correct mental mind space and out of that one that, you know, the, the storm that I'd been in. So it's been, you know, in OCR and the people that I met through OCR really helped me with that. And it's not just the races. And a lot of people are like, how does running through mud help you with this? And it's not just the mud. It's not the obstacles. It's the people. That's right. The the OCR community, in the most part, I mean, of course, every community, you're going to have that guy or that girl or that person that is just toxic and you want to drown them in the mud. But that's very few and in between. And when you encounter that person, you don't focus on them because there's such an anomaly that you're like, yeah, whatever. And you just move on to the the great vibes and everything that you're getting from the other 99% of people out there. So, and that's what it is. It's that community you know, and having the local races like Phoenix and stuff like that, you know, helps keep that, keep that going. 
the community of OCR just, I mean, I, I can't talk about it enough, how wonderful it is and how, how many people in OCR have rallied around me or offered to sponsor or, you know, in some form or fashion, help me to get this race brand off the ground or get, uh, get me advancing in my career, so to speak, in the OCR world or passing on an opportunity. And it just, you know, it, it, there's no other industry like it at all um, where, you know, I, I'm in competition, so to speak with other race directors yet in reality, we're not, you know, and, and those people have, have become some of my closest friends and I just, I just adore them. And, it, you know, Legendborn, David at Legendborn and uh, Russ, we talked about Russ already and Bland at Berserker Brew um, you know, all those people and Cressa um, at Shower Toga, all of those people have been so, so very, very integral in the in us launching this brand and and getting behind us and saying, hey, you know, let's do this. And it's just been amazing. Um, and the friendships, you know, I, I could pick up the phone right now and call call Claire over at Mary Maid and, and ask her a question like that. In the drop of a hat, she's happy to help me. Um, you know, and there's so many other Hubie at Indian Mud Run, um, you know, the guys up at Works. So many different people are just so very helpful to each other in this industry. And it is so cool to see because it's one of those things you don't see that in a lot of community. A lot of nope. uh, I'm in I'm in construction, but I'm in the safety side of construction. So you're the bad guy. <laughs> hey now. But I'm in the safety side. But what's funny is like construction companies compete and they do not share nothing. But mm. the safety guys, right. we pass stuff back and forth constantly. We don't care. It's like, I don't care if you work for my direct competitor. If I have something that's going to help you in safety, here you go. I don't care. You know, and that's, yeah. you know, that's so cool to see, in, you know, an industry like that and really safety. That's how it is in safety. I mean, it's one of those that we don't care who you work for. We just want to make sure everyone's safe. And that's the same thing. It seems like with the OCR community, in most cases, it's like, I don't care which race you work for. I want to make sure everyone enjoys OCR. And if we Absolutely. can everyone loving OCR and wanting to do OCR, then we all, you know, continue to work and continue to do stuff. And I think that's kind of, you know, a great thing where it's not, let's not compete. Let's build this amazing community up, you know, and keep it going. So, and that's one thing with us at BeastNet, we want to, you know, we've last year was supposed to be the, you know, the, the year of the, the local races and race local and all that. And then COVID said, yeah, you ain't doing any racing, buddy. You know, and threw it out there. Yeah. I mean, I did three last year, all year. Wow. And normally that's, a month for me. <laughs> I did three whole races in the whole year, you know, and two of wow. them drive all the way, you know, five hours to Bend, Oregon to, to, to race with, uh, you know, speaking to Phoenix with the Rise events, which has a, a Phoenix, you know, too. And I, I had to go all the way down there. And then, you know, the other one was a really small little local one up here that was just mud and so much fun. You know, and that <laughs> one was in the middle, of, the middle of the fires. So there was, wow. you couldn't see a hundred feet away because of the smoke, but we're all like, I don't care. I'm still going to go run this OCR because it's open, you know? Yep. <laughs> and that's been the, that was last year. And this year I'm just hoping for so much more. And I mean, like I said, I definitely want to get down to the South to, to visit you guys and do that one. Cause your, your events sound, they sound fun. It is. I, I think they're going to be a, a great time. Um, we're very into building different things than what you've seen um, on other courses. That's, that's, that is the only drawback for me to running some of the bigger brands that are back to back events um, 
is because you're going to say the exact same thing at the exact same place. So, and the exact same obstacles. So it, that was one thing that um, was very important going forward was that we were able to change it up. Even if it's something very simple. Um, I think that so many people in this world have cussed Jason over the peg wall, but you know, the, the first time we initially, <laughs> the first time he initially launched it, it was, it was a tough peg, tough peg wall. Uh, so several of the people that were at that event came to the next event. So at the second event, they had been practicing for the peg wall. We're going to get it this time. Well, he took the pegs and put chains on them like nunchucks. So you couldn't, you couldn't wide swing it. You were short stepping it all the way across. And he's got some, uh, you know, some, some things coming up for the peg, different things coming up for the peg wall too on that end. So just taking, even if it's some of the simplest stuff, we just take those and, and innovate them into a good time and something that people haven't seen before. Which is fun. Like I said, I like seeing the evolution because that's the big problem. You know, like we said, a lot of with the bigger companies, you get the, and I get logistics, you know, I've been the operations manager for a demolition company and stuff like that. So I get the mm-hmm. idea of logistics, you know, moving things and looking at it going, we can't have a different obstacle at every race because we have to build them beforehand and have these things to be able to together and know how to put it together. I get the logistics, but after a while, like you said, I can race this here tomorrow. And then a month from now, I'm going to go two States over and do another race. And it's the exact same, literally the exact same obstacles that I did a month ago just with a little bit different terrain. And that's kind of what keeps you going is the different terrain. You know, some people are, some race directors are really good at using terrain to make a a whole new obstacle, but at the same time, it's still, it's the same thing. So that's why it's good to see like the locals where all of a sudden, you know, something you've never thought of. And you look at it like, this is the most diabolical evil crap I've ever seen in my life. How do I build my own, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) Me and Don have been coming together because we I had an obstacle course in my old house kind of built, but when it was all wood. So when I moved mm-hmm. to the new house, we took it down and in taking it down, most of it got like to a point where it's not, it, we can't put it back yet. So right. trying to figure out how to build the new one here, but build it in a better structure so that, it, you know, if I move again, it could be moved or, you know, it's a little stays together a little better. So yeah, we definitely want to build something because we need practice. We need something to practice on here. And in Washington, there's not a whole lot of, there's like one ninja gym that we've heard of around here where I could go practice obstacles. But every time we talk to them, they're like, yeah, because of COVID, we might be open next week and they're not good about it. It's like, okay, I should build my own. It's kind of like why well, I have a gym in my, yeah. my garage because the gym was like, well, we might be able to open back up. I'm like, well, then I'm just going to build my own. So that's right. <laughs> and now it's like, I don't need, you know, it sounds bad, but it's like, I don't need to go to the gym because I have one in my garage. So definitely speaking of gyms, what, um, we do have, you know, a lot for events within, um, most of them were within a couple hours of each other, which is somewhat crazy, uh, in some, some race brands minds. But the reason that we've done that is because in the center of all of that, we have a 14,000 square foot facility, which is a fitness facility. It's called our house studios. And it's where, um, where I became a trainer and trained at for a long time and trained our team until um, our coach Brandon took over. But what she allows on race weekends, people to come in and indoor camp because we've got huge restrooms with showers. Um, you got everything you'd need. So that saves a lot of money for folks traveling, especially right now. You know, I think money's tight for a lot of people. 
And if you don't have to spend a hundred dollars on a hotel room every night, that's it. That's a bonus, you know, and our race brand is we're very uh, big on keeping it affordable. Um, our races are $79 without a code. Um, so, you know, it's an affordable race. It's an affordable price. And you're still getting a, a killer medal, a killer finisher shirt. We got the best finisher shirts in the business by far. Um, you know, and you're still getting all the luxuries of, of a bigger event, but it's $79. And then if you can indoor camp for free, yeah, it, it makes it feasible for folks to travel and be able to do the event. It does. And that's, that's always the big thing. A lot of people don't think about it. It's like, you know, not only, you know, do you have to pay for a race, you have to pay for where you're going to stay and all that stuff. And I mean, that's one of the things like, you know, where like this year, there's one brand that I was going to pretty much last year was supposed to be my last year, really focusing on that brand. But then because all the races got canceled, I ended up with a whole lot of free races. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be still doing a bunch of those, but it's one of those for me, it's like traveling. It's kind of, oh. if I'm going to travel. I got to make sure of um, that it's affordable and that I'm going to enjoy it. So definitely. one like yours sounds like one that I definitely want to travel for. There's a couple others that I've thought about, you know, wanting to go to the East coast for, you know, almost try and set up like a, a week or something where like one weekend I do one race and then the next weekend I do the next because if I'm going to travel, I want to make it worth my while. So, cause that's Absolutely. what me, me and my wife have really done is if we travel for a race, it's never just for the race. We always make a vacation out of it. Cause she's, yes. she's like, I am not in no way doing that. <laughs> you travel for a race. It's me to race. And then it's a vacation for her. So like when we go to Hawaii, it's a two week thing. You right. Know? If we go, we've done a couple where we've been like down and back really quick and it's just, it's not fun because right. you go there, you race, and then you turn around and come back. So it's like, I need, I need more to it than that. So like, if we go to Vegas, we're going to be in Vegas for, you know, a week and mm-hmm. you know, that week will be the weekend and I'll go do a race or something or something like that, or, you know, anywhere we go. So, so, but yeah, definitely, you know, I would definitely love to get down to Georgia and, and do that. So, um, I've always wanted great. to go. <laughs> you should come see us and, and you got somewhere to stay. Your Nothing. wife might not like the indoor glamping, but <laughs> oh, we have that. Anyway, yeah, she's she's like my wife is the best at finding like the cheap hotel and cheap flights and all that. I've never, yeah, I'm horrible at it. And she's like, oh, look at this. Like we're going to Dallas in November, or the October or something like that for a race, and she's figured out how to like flights for like seventy five bucks each. And like, yeah. I'm like, like whatever works. So <laughs> yeah, that's another um, part of. I guess how we're a little bit different in um, when we go into a town, we will literally infiltrate the town. You know, we get to know those folks because especially last year and this coming year, um, people aren't traveling as much. So tourism is down so much. And these small towns, when you can come in and make an economic impact on these small towns, it means the world to them. And, um, you know, we'll go in and, and meet the restaurant owners and and meet the hotel managers and let them know, hey, this is what we've got going on. If you want to offer any specials, I'm happy to put them on my website. And we had um, all of our Meridian. Meridian has been a phenomenal venue for us. Um, all of the hotels there, the restaurants, they all just are really um, behind the event. They all offer some sort of discount to our our racers. Um, we put all that on our website and, and two, it helps them. Um, I think every OCR person who's ran a big brand has experienced you, you go to one of these big brands and of course they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 
there may only be three or four restaurants there. Well, Saturday night, there's one steakhouse in town. Where's everybody at? <laughs> the steakhouse. And guess what? They had no idea that there were an extra 6,000 people in town that were going to be starving to death. So, you know, we make sure that our restaurants and in the communities and everybody knows what's going on, that we're coming, um, that we, we want to bring an economic impact. And that's an important aspect of what we're doing for the community. Um, so that makes the racers experience better because they're, they're going to save money. Um, they're, they're, restaurants are going to have staff to accommodate. So you're not waiting forever. And it's just an all over better experience for, for our racers in the community. Yeah. And that makes sense. I've done a couple where I've gone to races and I've known the race was going to be a weekend and I'll stay like a town or two over Mm -hmm. rather than in the town where the race is. And everyone's like, why? And I'm like, because that town or two over, because like you said, they don't warn them. Nope. And all these people are coming in. So you, the hotels, you can't find a hotel. You can't find a restaurant afterwards. If I go two towns over, I can usually find a, find a hotel and find a restaurant that isn't totally packed. Right. So mm-hmm. that's usually what I'll do. Most of the ones that I figured out, especially the ones that I've gone to multiple years, I'll be like, okay, this town is the one to be at, you know, it's a yeah. 45 minute drive, but, but yeah, it's not completely. And I've learned from a lot of the big ones, never look at the city they say they're in. Oh, I know. Never. Because they're usually like, you know, it's like all the ones that say they're in Seattle are like an hour and a half away. Yep. Same with Atlanta. Yeah. It, they say we're the closest hotel. The closest. Yeah, Nashville's the worst. The closest yep. airport. That's usually what it is. Mm-hmm. And Nashville was, a, uh, I think it was almost two hours north of Nashville. It was, it was on the Kentucky line. It was not oh, Nashville. The, the one, the, the Vegas one is an hour and a half outside of Vegas. Ugh. Actually in Arizona. That's why they call it Vegasona usually when people talk about it. So Wow. Because it's actually, yeah. So I usually. That's good to know. Usually I stay in St. George, Utah because it's closer oh. than me. So. Wow. But when I go to that one, that'll be the first of that brand of Spartan that I do this year. We'll be in Vegas. As long as it doesn't get canceled, please don't get canceled. I know. And that's the one that I'm going to do competitive because nobody, nobody else goes. So none of the right. people I know, none of my group will be there. So I can go run it competitive by myself and not have to worry about it. That's a good time. <laughs> it is. And then the rest of the time I can focus on my friends. Cause I, and a lot of people worry about that, that I've gotten so much. They're like, you're not going to want to stay with us. It's like, no, I, I take more joy in make helping you guys finish than, than, you know, competing. I don't want to compete. I want to make sure my friends finish. And that's what I take, you know, joy out of. So it's making other people, you know, enjoy it and love it. So, yeah, that's awesome. So is there anything yep. else you want to tell the listeners about Phoenix or about anything coming up? I mean, we'll make sure we put links to your website and Facebook and everything on all this so that people can find you quick and all that. So just come race with us. If I tell you it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Period. Um, you know, we're, we're, I'm determined. I'm a little spitfire kind of brass sometimes, but, uh, you, but I like it. So I like it. <laughs> there's a there's a way around every obstacle and you know we we fought tooth and nail to host our events last year and we're going to do the same this year um you know we're we're taking a lot of precautions on the um original on the back end to start with before we even announce the events um you know using the private property and those kind of things so that we can't be canceled so um you know we're we're not gonna put an event out there if we are even somewhat worried about it being canceled so 
I don't want anybody to worry about that. (laughs) Which is good. That's one of the biggest things that I always have. It seems like some people are like, we're going to put it out there and hope it all, you know, the universe lets it happen. It's like, no, make sure it's going to happen before I, and that's a lot of people are very leery right now of spending their money because there's been a couple brands where, you know, they've spent their money and then all of a sudden they've canceled and they don't get their money back and all that. And it's like, eh, so, you know, so Phoenix, they they will take care of you. They're going to make sure it happens. So that's right. 100%. (laughs) Well, thank you, Julie. This has been a blast. Um, I'm glad I finally had an episode with you. And um, I definitely, I'm going to have to look and see what dates those are and figure out when, you know, I may have to come down there and use it as an excuse as scouting to see where I might want to move to later. That's right. (laughs) And all all of our events will be listed on phoenixraceocr.com. So you can check it out, meet our team. We've got all of our team listed on there as well. So lots of good reading material and some ugly mugs to look at. Always good. All right. Well, thank you for for joining me and I will I will definitely talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.